with one minute 58 seconds left in the game it is the nico and chris bears post game wrap up podcast show featuring nico and chris i'm nico and i'm chris and your chicago bears are about to win their first game of the 2023 nfl season 40 to 20 against the washington commanders that's right can you fucking believe it um a little bit I can because of the way they played in the first half. Uh, but Again, before we get into analysts and analysis, Jesus Christ. Analysis, yes. Yes. Analysis. Uh, Want to give a big rest in peace to Did Budkiss? Yeah, before we get started, we'll, we'll talk about it towards the end, too. Yeah. Um, before the game, it was announced that Did Budkiss, Bears' great linebacker of all time, had passed away. Uh today early it was announced earlier today around 5 p.m central time so they had that going for him i don't know if it was really told to the players or not because really by time it was announced the pregame stuff had started for you know the nfl for the game you know the pregame on prime and all that stuff so yeah big big rest in big rest in peace to uh dick buckus the the legend in his own right um nfl films once stated that uh, he was once called Moby Dick in a fishbowl, and they, you know, and to and to continue to say great things about Dick Buckus would be exhausting the dictionary of superlatives. That's how great he was, the linebacker in his time. Um, <clears throat> all I know is that there was there's one if you can find it, it's on YouTube for sure. It's basically about the hardest hitters. Um, even defensive players, uh, opposing defensive players, say that when Dick Buckus hit you, you wanted him to send you to the morgue, not to the hospital, because he hurt that hard. And uh, one former general manager once said, after a game against the Bears, I saw all our guys getting taped up, and I said, what the hell happened out there? And he said, our trainer just looked up and said, Buckus, and that was the end of that. <laughs> so he obviously, he obviously was a legend in his own right. He didn't fall, you know... N- it was one name and one name only, and it was right. Budkiss. As, as the man said himself, some people were born to co- go to college. I was born to play football. Damn right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, big RIP to him. And I guess in a in a nice way to remember his memory, the Bears win tonight 40-20 to 20, with 68 seconds left to go in a regulation. And Washington still trying to drive for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to try to score those last-minute garbage time points. But at the moment, it's 40-20. Well, I'll, I'll give you the final, final score when it ticks zero. Um, let's start off with the start. The big one is DJ Moore, three touchdowns, 230 yards. Second most uh, in a game and in, really in Bears history. Should have had four because that one play where he got called out of bounds. Yeah, and they, they would not show, they would the, not replay. show the replay. He did not step out of bounds. Yep. Yep, and I wish the Bears were allowed to challenge that. I really do, because that should be challengeable. Like, no, I want to see if he's out of bounds. But that didn't happen. DJ Moore got DJ Moore got his you know didn't need to get his respect back on his name because a series or two later, on third and two, Justin Fields throws the ball just high enough for him to get it, and DJ Moore takes it to the house. And I'm going to tell you one thing: this is something me and Chris talked about. DJ Moore, his turn on is amazing. The fact that he could catch the ball, stop, and turn on a dime, turn the Jets on um, like immediately. Exactly, he's zero to full tilt in less than a second. It's, it's so unreal. amazing, real. And I will say, you got to, you know, oh, we're getting chippy. We're getting it, chippy. It, it's nice to know that that guy is now on the Bears. It's nice also to know, and to I will po- 
one. Zero. Final, 40-20. There you go. The Bears are on the board at 1-4. Finally, 1-4. First win since October 24th, 2022. So, almost. That snaps the 14-game losing streak, and that's almost 365. I think it was like 330 days, 40 days we were coming up to. So, we're getting pretty close there, because today is the 5th until, yeah, it's for another hour and a half, it's the 5th. Um... So, yeah, and the second thing, and it really should be the first thing, but the second thing, two games in a row for Justin Fields with four touchdown passes, but two games in a row where the plan worked out great. The offense was moving the ball both the times in the first half more so than in the second half, and we'll get to that. But I think Justin played great. I think he's played great. Uh, I mean, obviously he played great in the Denver game. He played great today. He made good decisions. His eyes were all over the field. He was shifting guys over. He was making guys miss. He was putting the ball where his receivers could catch it. But at the same time, I think Justin has played pretty good almost all season. Like, I don't think he's played as bad as the stats would tell you. And I think the problem was is that, again... And someone mentioned it early in the season. They went back to the concepts that they tried playing last season at the beginning of the year, the first couple games, and Justin struggled. So it's nice to know they all had their come-to-Jesus moment and just say, this shit isn't working, and we need to change it. Because I'm not going to go out there and look like an asshole every week. He's also learning on the fly. Last week, costly fumble, costly interception. None of that this week. Not this week. No, no, no. And and this is not as and this is a little bit better coach defense than the Broncos for sure. I think last week, like you said, learning. Okay, big th- deal. This is a Washington team that took Philadelphia to task. Yeah, took him to the wire. Also, like I said, there's just things I'm seeing in his game more and more these last two games where to me it's clicking. It's clicking at a professional level now. It's not. He's not just winning with his feet anymore. He's winning with his arm. He's winning with his eyes. He's winning with his smarts. The The play I told you about earlier, it was the second commit touchdown on Sunday where it looked like he was about to run out of bounds, like run out of bounds or take it to the end zone like he did a bunch last year. But instead, he took it right to the line of scrimmage, saw Komet by himself in the back, and just floated the ball to him. That's what Mahomes does. That's what Favre used to do. John Elway. Um that other guy. Guys smart enough not to take the hit if they don't have to. Exactly. And they got big-bodied receivers and big-bodied tight ends. This is what they get paid to do. They let them do their job. Exactly. Again. You give Cole Komet that money, throw him the fucking ball and let him jump and catch it. And Komet had a six today himself. He did. It's easy he to did. forget with all the hype around DJ Moore and his three, which is incredible. I just think these last... But Komet had himself a day. He had some rough catches. And the yards after catch today, holy fucking shit. Yeah, recovered that fumble that he had early in the game. So far, these last... And I will say, it's going to be two games, but really those these last two first halves, the Bears' offense, their game plan has been very strong. Same with the defense. It's just the adjustment in the second half. There is a stalling. This is going to be... Mine and probably yours chief complaint if this keeps up. For sure. Their defense in the second half plays prevent. Especially when they came in with a lead two games in a row. They let the uh the Broncos last week right back into it and today the commanders. It if they wouldn't have blown that second two point conversion, this might have been a different story. It could have been. It could have been. I think but this team plays super soft coming out of the gate when they have a lead. And it it, it reminds me, like I said, every team post the Super Bowl appearance. 
Right. I, I mean, that's this defense, unfortunately. And, I mean, Kirk Herbstreet actually did a great job of pointing it out that this defense. It's how tiny and undersized these guys are. <laughs> it's only 311 pounds. This guy's He's a, a big shrimp. boy for 311. What a shrimp. Yeah, I'm over 311. I know that for a fact. Um, no. I, I'm, I'm 312, but that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just. Uh, I do have to agree. I think problem two is that they still have no consistent pass rush. And you saw it today. Again, guys, just it's a good thing they got a 10-day break right now because you know you lost Roshan Johnson on offense to a concussion. You lost Khalil Herbert to that. And Khalil Herbert was having a really good game today. Nine yards of carry. He was having a kick-ass game. But he rolled his ankle on that. And when Justin was trying to make a play, and he made the smart play, he threw the ball away, saw an open receiver. But... Herbert had to turn his body a certain way to try to make a play in the ball and it rolled his ankle really badly. Roshan Johnson got hurt. Uh, Travis Homer got hurt. Devontae, or Dante Foreman was, didn't play today. Didn't play. Active. He was inactive. So you had to give Kerry Blasen game the rest of your running back carries. And he stepped up. He, he, got, a, he got a couple good runs, yeah. But at the same time, like the Bears really not only needed this win, they need this break. So bad because too many guys got injured on defense too. Um, it was nice to see going zero and four, playing as poorly as they played these first couple games. It was nice to see the team play with a lot of fight, even when they were giving up a lot of those yards in the second half. There's there was still they regroup. They did. There was still some fire left in this team. There is a lot of pride within this team. I also think, and it's going to come up, I believe the Bears are cutting Chase Claypool tomorrow. They're not going to get any trade you know, value for him, which, like I said the other day, they ruined his trade value, unfortunately. You know, champ, if you're listening, the Chiefs can fucking have him. <laughs> yeah. We don't care. We don't care. Uh, in the two games... I'm going to tag him. When we put this on Facebook, <laughs> shout out to champ. Enjoy Chase Claypool. Yeah. Uh, in the two games, they've that he has not been on the team, uh, not been with the team. This offense has played explosive, amazing. What did he do? Like, how was he that big of a cancer? And I said he's a head case for sure, but man, was he bringing everybody down? It, it's just it's it's mind boggling how one guy can can bring so many people down and their personalities down, and you know. Um, but yeah. Enough about Chase Claypool. Maybe it's, he's the kind of guy. I'm actually going to touch on this a little bit. Maybe he was that defiant that, you know, the staff and the locker room were like, man, why don't you just knock it off and go play some fucking football? I, I don't know if he's right. the kind of guy who complained about everything. Like, why are we running drills this way, coach? Right. No. That, you just throw Chase Claypool the ball. Me being Chase Claypool. Well, it's like one of the one of the beat reporters said on the on the radio the other day. He said, you know, in the offseason, I remember during this, the, the training cramp, um, train cramp train camp that uh there was that one rep where what was it chase chase and Tariq stevenson got wrapped up and then chase started like arguing at Tariq stevenson just running his mouth and then he got hurt on remember that yeah then he got hurt on the next play but then he was still on the sidelines yelling at people and at no point did any of the bears coaches like would you get him the fuck out of here like shut up you know and it just seemed like they were playing. We him. might have actually touched on that during one of our preseason. Maybe we did. That it's somebody should have said something. But it seemed like they were playing him with kid gloves. I, I, I honestly, 
I honestly don't know why they were so... Well, because he was an acquisition. You tend to treat players like that as an asset, as opposed to a teammate. For sure, but like after... Whereas it seems like, you know, the DJ Moore trade, he's come into his own as somebody who gels with Justin Fields very well. It took him a game or two to figure it out. Well, it was always going to take a game or two. I mean, you know, you can have all the practice reps in In this the case, world. three games. Yeah. You can have all the practice reps in the world, but the fact of the matter is that they need time to gel during real game reps. And... I just think that you know there, there's a different attitude around this team right now without Chase Claypool there. It's obvious he was a distraction in some way. And you're right. In some ways, teams kind of let acquisitions do what they want. But I think you also have to be – you also have to put your foot down and just be like, it's not how we do this on our team, you know. Um, so, I don't know. You know, We, we kind of saw it when Brandon Marshall was here. When he's playing with some of the vets, at first Brandon Marshall, you know he pay, he he uh, he behaved, and then when all those vets left, he didn't have to because right. he was the vet, you know, telling people like, you know, telling people that they didn't they they weren't allowed to talk to him certain ways, or telling Marty Bennett like you can't talk to me like that. I'm a six time Pro Bowler, and then Martell's Bennett go yeah six time Pro Bowler still get punched in the mouth, you know. And my favorite part of that video is Michael Bennett doing the mic drop thing. <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, it's obvious what a head case that dude was. I honestly don't, uh, now that they've won one game, it's nice to know that, like, they, did, they, they, they didn't give up, they didn't, which is nice. Because that first game, they looked bad. The, the second game, they didn't look much better. The Kansas City game, you couldn't, I mean... It, it, it just looked that piss poor. And I really hope someone went there and, like, this shit ain't working no more. And that was absolutely the only story that came out of that game, was that the Bears had to make improvements after the Kansas City Chiefs loss. Yeah, nothing, nothing else of note no, happened. Nothing happened, game. okay. Um, <laughs> no, I just think I just think it's, it's good to know that they have regrouped, like you said. They've played better. They um, shook it off. They they did. They certainly did. They played the game. Is what they did. Um, I mean, look what you made them do. Look what you made them do. Hopefully, this goes a long way in repairing their reputation. For, yeah, because for a while, baby, they had bad blood. It was. It was a blank space. No. Sh- they'll write your name. This team hasn't looked this good since 1989. <laughs> you belong with me. Hey, it's your boy T. Kelch. Kicked him watching the Chicago Bears. Me and my boy Jack Harlow are going to be sitting in that booth. Uh, oh, what up, Post Malone? What's good, fam? Come in. Come on. I would, it'd be funny if those guys did like twist. 80s slang. Oh God! Like yo, slap me some skin. <laughs> uh, and then some guy comes up, radical. <laughs> hey, home slice. You guys laying down some fresh beats? Did you hear about this new album in the Zine? <laughs> I don't think anybody ever called it a Zine. Uh, public Enemy, am I right? Word up! <laughs> I saw Public Enemy with Anthrax. Man, that was tight. <laughs> I'm backing up, man. He's standing on my dick. 
Anyway, Chicago Bears. Shut your pie hole and fix the fucking thing. <laughs> fight! Fight, fight! Pie hole. What's that supposed to be? Some type of crack of slang? I, for years... That's Travis Kelsey saying that. <laughs> Actually, that's Patrick Mahomes' dad talking <laughs> to Travis Kelsey because he sounds like a fucking idiot. Can you guys please stop? Oh, my God. Okay, so go back. Now, now we can go back to the Bears game. The Bears win. Actually, this changes my brother's prediction. My brother Gino said after the Packers game they wouldn't win a game all season. So, so Gino, you're winning this week's fucking idiot award. Yeah, and it was supposed to go to Travis Kelsey again, but... Uh, We're joking. It always goes to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Gino, you're fine. We love you. <laughs> I'm going to have to shove that up his ass when I, when I talk to him later. That's not the only thing I'm going to shove up his ass. Yeah. It's me not picking the Bears in the pool, I can tell you that. Oof. And starting Terry McLaurin on my fucking points. Somebody team. in our pool, probably just being an asshole, put the Bears at 14. I respect it. It's probably like... But even I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Because like I said, as soon as the Buckets announcement came in, I was like, maybe they will try to win one in honor of the memory. In honor of, for the of Buc- Buc- yeah. And I put them at two. I uh, I kind of wonder if it was like kind of like you just like pick the teams and then save it and then forget he did it because you know you got a million other things going on. Yeah. I actually I had a good twenty five minutes today to go and rearrange the order of everything. Right. Yeah, I put it together. I got home from work. I pooped and then I came here. As one does. Yeah. And then I got in my car and showed up. Um. So, like you said, there's going to be a lot of injuries going into the next Sunday's game, which you'll be in Portland for. Yes, I will not be here for that game, so we'll probably be off more than likely. We could take a week off. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch as much of the game as I can, but I still will be going. I'll still be at the Expo. I'll still be in Portland. Um, be looking for fun Final Fantasy toys for his co-host. Yes, I'll put that on the checklist for yeah. sure. <laughs> um yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely gonna just try to gonna try to score some good sushi for sure. Probably on Sunday. Uh, probably not gonna be hard in Portland. That's a good sushi no, we, town. We, we we had uh, me and the boys last year had a place called Bamboo Sushi. They have four or five locations in the in Oregon and the Pacific Northwest total, and uh, I think like three of them in Portland proper. So we went to one of them 451 total yards of offense time of possession was pretty close actually in this game <laughs> well, 30 I, minutes to 2955 well the second half was all was all commanders right i mean they 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 did that's the thing we do have to kind of talk about is that like you said we we and we talked about it the adjustments and the offense didn't adjust because all of a sudden i don't know why they didn't think that the commanders would just send more pressure cuz really Justin had a lot of clean pockets all game long well, it's also worth noting, as far as the time of possession goes, that uh, the Bears scored the first three minutes. Two minutes and 59 seconds to get that first touchdown to Moore. So. Yeah, and I mean, they were scoring and moving the ball pretty well. It almost well ended up being a problem. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I That's do. something this team is going to have to learn to do is chew up the clock a little bit. Because For sure. after that one turnover in the fourth quarter, all they had to do was get a first down to keep eating clock away. They went three and out in 90 seconds. It is funny that you say passes. that. Because they scored on all five possessions in the first half. It was touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal. All the touchdowns, the amount of plays were in the single digits. The field goals were double digits. So that is kind of funny that you say that. It's kind of like they lose a little steam when they're when they're running too many plays. Right. Yeah. 
as opposed to when they're running less than ten plays and they just can burn burn the uh, burn the field up. So that's a good point. Um, it, it does take teams a long time. But that's to, the, if this team's only built to strike like a cobra, cobras only have so much venom. Right. No, and that's a great. That's actually a phenomenal point. God, I, my metaphor game is off the chain right now. Yeah. No. That that is a great point because. No, because you know what? This was um, the first year that Pat Mahomes was the starter for the Chiefs. That's what they were big known for. They were scoring. They were kind of like that old, those old uh, Phoenix Suns teams with uh, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, seven seconds or less, always scoring. But then they were winning games 149 to 147, right? You know, in four quarters. And Not- Mahomes, he, he he's a little short, but he can slam dunk. Fuck yeah! And they were, I think they were one of the best teams in the league that season to score. On drives of eight plays or less, but when they went over ten, that's when they would stall. So if a team can slow you down, obviously it's going to be a problem. This is a team that lacks talent, is starting to lack bodies because of injury. So they are going to have to figure out a way to create methodically slow, long drives to keep defenses out longer and to keep their own defense fresh. Because again. A defense that lacks a lot of talent, that doesn't have a strong pass rush, and is losing people left and right. <laughs> Hopefully know? this 10-day stretch has Herbert and Johnson healthy. Because they were a huge part of today's success. Especially right. that, that push that uh, Herbert had on that one drive. Mm-hmm. He barely oh, that- fought for the first down, and then three commanders swarmed him, and he pushed for another 11 Yards. That the was, effort on Khalil Herbert today was insane. Yeah, he's 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 my low key player of the game. Yeah, he he definitely should be. And then trying to come back out on a hobbled ankle because he saw his team needed him. Yeah. Oh, big ups, big ups. An ankle injury is not easy to come back from right now. I mean, in football period. Here it is. Oh, they're showing it again. Oh, yeah. push. This is like push, yeah. push. Oh, I love it so you much. You gotta love that. You gotta love that play. And hopefully, uh, sixty five from the line was able to turn around and try to push him back even more. Hmm. You know what? This offensive line is starting to come that into strength. That was something strength. that impressed me, by the way. Uh, they had uh, three tush pushes in a row. The, yep. the play that they're talking about banning in the NFL. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the tush push made famous by the Eagles. The Eagles. Uh, two on third and short and one on fourth and one. They, they yeah. converted every single one of them. Yeah, they did pretty well. I, I It's not something they were able to do before today. Well, I think also they had more strength. They have Nate Davis back in the starting offensive line. He had another good game today. Tevin Jenkins came back. I love Tevin Jenkins. He is such a nasty offensive lineman. I kind of wish we had five offensive linemen like Tevin Jenkins because he really likes to hit people, um, which is what you want. A lot of teams don't even have one. I'll take him. I I love him. Um, Larry Borm has done a mostly nice job in place of Braxton Jones. But I think the guy you got to give some credit to is Darnell Wright, the rookie. Yes, he's had some mistakes. He is a rookie. But you only hear his name maybe once or twice a game right now. He is already becoming quite the pro at such a young age. And he looks good. The tape on him, I watched it. I'm such a nerd. I watched the tape the uh, after the game. Like It's just breakdowns of plays. It's not like it's not like these guys who actually watch like the full tape play after play over and over again. But he's got great technique. Oh my god! I, I've I've never been excited about a Bears offensive lineman because most of the time they suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Kyle Long, but that's about it. Most of the time, the, our offensive line is always an issue. And I mean, I would love to say that you can rely on Tevin Jennings, but right now you can't. But if Darnell Wright is what's if Darnell Wright it, you know plays pretty well, 
you know, if you can bring in some better guys, some better veterans, you know, get rid of Lucas Patrick. Um, yeah, I don't think... Well, he went I, out with an injury today, so... Yeah, concussion. And then Cody Whitehair came in and did Cody Whitehair things like overthrow the freaking snap like he always fucking does. And Justin saved I mean, his you, ass a couple You said times. he was good for one. He had two really bad ones I think he had two, three, two. Two or three. Yeah, I think it's three. And Justin saved his ass on one of them. For sure, yeah, he was one. He turned into a first down, and he, yeah, one he, was a wreck yeah. that ended up in an incomplete. That pass. one where he had to tip up to save, yes. yeah, that's the one he saved Cody's ass. And then he on. had a super low snap that should have been the first down that kept the drive going, mm-hmm. but the throw was late to DJ Moore as a result of the snap, and that that was the fourth and all out I talked about right. that only took him ninety seconds. These are the issues that your quarterback has to deal with, and that's the thing—he's not a center, so. Right. Well, he, he's taken snaps at center before, but Cody was the longtime center for a while. But then they always try to move him back, and then it always fails, and they have to put him back in. And and it's a good thing. It was that Seth Green. Um, it's a good thing that you talk about that because again, think about this kid starting the season again with a bad offensive line with a head case like Chase Claypool not blocking, not helping his own teammates out. Two games without him. He's been playing well. Again, I think Justin has had some good plays. Maybe not good full games, full drives. But he has had moments where it looks like it clicks. It really does. Why this can't go from game one, I don't understand. It's a failure on coaching for sure. Um, I still don't think, even if the Bears, let's say the Bears win a few more games down the road, I still think you have to fire Matt Eberflus. I think 14-game losing streak is too much. Um and what well, if he rattles off ten? Well, then the, you can't. that's a pipe dream. He's not going to rattle off. 10. Well, you know what? Marty Schottenheimer won thirteen games and he still got fired. But granted, he couldn't win in the playoffs. That was the big knock on him. Um, I think you should look into the future. I still think I'm not. I wasn't ready to give up on Justin Fields even after the Green Bay game because to me, I saw things that he did that he looked good doing. The first half, I thought he played well in that Green Bay game. Tampa game, he looked bad. Or not bad, but he had some moments where he could have been better. Kansas City game, everybody looked bad. He looked bad. lost. Right. That's the word for it. He, he was very flustered. Yeah. It, every little thing got to him. He made some huge mistakes. Getsy made some bad calls. The Kansas City game, everybody sucked in. That's an F for everybody. Right. Um, That's one of the worst games ever played in the history of national football. But last week... The, uh, in fact, the, the only reason that will not go down... As the biggest thump in the history of the world is the seventy to twenty. Game. Yes, because the Broncos got torched on that game that week too. But then they bounced back and beat the Bears. Right. So. But last week he played really well, and then he matches it again. He played really well again, two games in a row, eight touchdown passes in two games. And what they say, he's the six touchdown passes in six quarters or something, or what was uh, what was the stat? He had the most touchdown passes. In so many quarters since Jay Cutler. Because he had three in the first quarter. That's what it was. Yep. That's He tied Jay Cutler with that one. That was the record. Um, I, I'm not saying that this is his. This is the moment where the shell finally breaks and he becomes quarterback Jesus all of a sudden. But if these two games don't change your mind on, you know, because the Commanders are, are a competitive team. Yeah, you can give me the Broncos suck for sure. But the Commanders are a lot better. And to me, I'm seeing what I was hoping to see game one. 
Let's see if this can continue. That's all I ask. Let's see if this can continue. That's what I want to see. So you know, the they were a five hundred team before today, so. right? Like like and like we said, they took New they took New England, they took Philadelphia all the way to the end. And you can say that's because of Philadelphia. You can say that any, but they're not a slouch team. It's not taking on a team that dropped seventy. This team, this Bears team, still has tons of flaws though, and I won't be surprised if they lose the next game. But if Justin Fields has another game, if he throws another two to four touchdowns, you got to think that he is in mentally a better place than he was the first couple games. I wonder if there's a podcast in the D.C. area where it's like, you know, the Nero and Curtis Commander's postgame wrap-up featuring Nero and Curtis where they're, ta- they're blaming the slow start and they're complaining about the two penalties that got called back. By the way, speaking of two penalties that got called back, there was a lot of shit that got not called today. Holds. And it was, all of, I don't think it was. Holds. I, both sides of the field. I don't yeah. think it was a holding call the entire game. I don't think so either. Pass interference calls for the for the commanders, but none for the yeah. Bears. Uh, tons of grounding calls. Again, both ways, no calls. Yeah. It was, whew, was it rough to watch. And when, when again, when the broadcast. It, it went on both sides of the ball. So it did. It was very much more of a let them play kind of thing. Like, but I it wasn't th- nearly as egregious as the Jets-Chiefs game. I do think the, yeah, the Jets. That just cheats. Nothing ever will be. That no, was, that was that was rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just want more consistency. I thought only the government did bailouts. Am I right? <laughs> NFL referees? What are you going to find me? Ten thousand dollars? I don't have ten hundred dollars. Fuck with me. <laughs> Take me to jail. Throw away the key. Um, I ain't afraid to kill a man. <laughs> I ain't afraid to die. Ooh. I'm not afraid to fuck a man in his ass. Oh, that's it. I'm not joking. I'm not afraid to fuck a man <laughs> in his ass. Um, Travis Kelsey, are you listening? <laughs> Any final thoughts on the game? Anything? Uh, whatever you want. Like you said, I will not be shocked if they come out and do not win the game next Sunday. However, I think you're going to see effort. Because again, this team, weeks one through three at least, had a ton of quit in them. Totally. No, they, they looked horrible. And I think uh, you, you finally saw a Bears team play all four quarters. And hopefully that's what we see going forward, win or lose. And I want to see more backbone and more nutsack on the play calling like we mm-hmm. saw today. Yeah. Luke Getzey see- finally had a fucking spine. He threw some bombs on first down. When, right. Fail or succeed, that throws the defense off. Right. Like, fuck, this team's going for broke. We don't know how to react to this. I, I, then on second down, there were a couple you know, uh, fake pitch plays where Fields mm-hmm. kept the ball. They couldn't react to that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're watching for the deep ball. He's running the edge. Right. No, I agree. I think that's, you know... Misdirection and, and that's another thing. Al, Ma- Al Michaels called correctly was that they were basically the same packages they've been playing the past couple of weeks, but they were dressed up so differently. Yeah, and they were playing with more urgency, a little quicker, mm-hmm. getting back up to the line. You're not one and four. What's the fucking difference? Right. Just play. You got nothing to lose except for even if you lose the number one, the one of the picks drop. You know, drop a little bit for one of the picks. You still have the other pick as long as Carolina, you know, is not playing well. So as far as I'm concerned, there's no there's no danger in you playing 
playing better or trying to play competently. Let's just say that. So, you know, there's there's nothing that's going to hurt the way you're playing. Right. And that being said, Carolina's going to get absolutely smoked against the Lions. So Right. So, let's see. What is the next game? The next game is, oh, they play Minnesota at Soldier Field. Minnesota's not been good this year. Oh, they've been terrible. They're 1-3. And, three, and, and they play, they're going to be coming off a fairly certain loss to Kansas City. They're playing so. Kansas City this weekend. So that's going to be an interesting game. Both teams, so, uh, you know, not to be Mister Conspiracy Theorist, but as long as Taylor Swift keeps coming to these games, Kansas City's going to miraculously keep winning. <laughs> you think she'll go three for? Th- she's going to be in the next game too. Isn't wasn't she on this big ass tour? Wasn't she supposed to be? Um, I thought she's on this big tour, but I guess the movie's coming out, so maybe she's not on tour right now. I, I want to say it picks back up in 2024. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that she couldn't play the halftime show even if they asked her because she'll be in Japan. I just don't understand why they don't ask Metallica to play the halftime show. <laughs> hey, did you, you guys... Know, my, my favorite excuse for that is it's because Metallica refuses to lip sync. Do you guys know that they never bring Metallica to play the <laughs> halftime show? All right. Um, if, if, if they offered Lars Ulrich... Literally any amount of money. Oh, he'd be there. It's like, we'll pay you $90 to play the halftime show. He'd be there. Okay, I think I can manage that. I can fit it into my schedule. <laughs> um, That's the thing. Every Metallica fan on the face of the planet is already watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. The reason they pick artists like Usher, Maroon 5, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, they want those 5% of people that were either just tuning in for the ads... Right. Or weren't watching to begin with. Well, remember the reason why they started to... Remember, because before the halftime show was just like some hokey garbage. The reason they started yeah, it booking... Like, it was like, like a, a Hands Across America thing. Where right. People dress in silly costumes. With, and doing like, stuff. Castles on them and shit. Or like, the reason, like a stunt show. Like yeah. a bear driving the, the unicycle. I would actually like watching that. Um, the reason why they started doing the stunt casting for the, for the halftime show is because these networks were like, oh, we'll just start... We'll just start programming against the halftime show. And so you have shows like, you know, Famously in Living Color did an episode during the during the uh during the Super Bowl halftime show. That's that, right, they did a live episode. That drew like 15, 20 million people, like maybe even more than that. It was like one of their highest rated episodes. And they took away from the NFL audience. Like you said, that niche audience that does not watch the game. They watch the other stuff. So then all of a sudden you have Michael Jackson doing the halftime show. You have um, others, I don't remember. Tom Petty, that was Prince. later. Prince, Prince, obviously one of the greats, probably the great. Um, and definitely not that Justin Timberlake. They kind of got shittier after that. Yeah, definitely not that Justin uh, Timberlake. Was it the one. year after Prince? Was the Janet Jackson one? No, that was before. That was two thousand four. That's because uh, J. Tim also was also there. He, also, he two he, shitty halftime. He ruined two halftime shows with his appearance. God damn. Um. Yeah, it was because uh, like the first year, bad. huh? Maroon Five was bad. Yeah, Maroon Five wasn't that great. Justin Timberlake won by himself wasn't that good. I remember that Paul McCartney did one. Tom Petty did one. Um, God, who else? I'm trying to think. Some of them have been kind of the Who. I remember they had the Who. I think uh, Bruce Springsteen. And then they did they did the, the the one they did a couple years ago. They did the the Compton one. Where that was one was cool. Snoop Dogg and Dre, and then Fifty Cent shows up, which um, that one was decent. Yeah, I, that that wasn't so bad. Oh, 
Uh, Kendrick, Mary J. Blige were there. Shakira and J-Lo. Oh, yes, yes. All yes, time. Yes, yes. For many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't even go back like 25 years, the halftime show. It's like As about, we know it. It's like, yeah, about 20, 25, yeah, about 25 years or so. Because that first big one was Michael Jackson. That was the huge one. And then that just kind of changed everything. Because like, then everybody was watching the halftime show. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know why they don't have Metallica could do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I. Who would want to watch Metallica play the halftime show? I've seen them live, so I don't really care. We're going to see them live again in August. Yeah, we're seeing them live next year. I mean, what are they going to play? Like one verse from "For Whom the Bell Tolls." <laughs> that fuel. That's another thing too. Like a lot of these artists medley their songs. They play like the hot verse from each song in chorus, and then they jump into another one. I just don't know if you want to pull that off with a a band like Metallica. You could they could do it, but like you know, I think they should just start like booking irreverent bands. Like get Dream Theater in there. Yeah. Watch people turn off the Super Bowl then. <laughs> I think the whole screen should just black out for 35 minutes. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty sweet. As I, I will say, in defense of probably nobody, because I'm not really defending anything with this stance, Usher might have been the weakest possible choice they could have picked. Well, you know he's going to play, yeah, with Lil John. Lil John's going to show up. Ludacris is going to show up. Ludacris probably going to say Ursher again. Lil John and Ursher. Um, then he's going to do Confessions, whichever one he does, whichever party he decides to do. It, it, well, I mean, it, some of his biggest hits are slow jams. Is he going to play You Got It Bad at the halftime show? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's either that or they have D'Angelo just come out and they just do that. Just Brown shot. sugar. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. I just said that for the laugh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of anyone like because it doesn't seem like Lady Gaga, J Lo. Lady Gaga was a good one. I'll say Lady Gaga. It was a lot was of good. fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, the intro was super cool. Yeah. I still love the gifs after that where she did because remember she jumped off after she caught mm-hmm. the ball, and someone took that one and turned it into the. The fatality from the first Mortal Kombat where you hit them off the bridge and they fall on the spikes. <laughs> the pit. The pit. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Uh, that, that stuff cracks me up. Um, yeah, so Bears win, which was awesome. It's great to see Justin Fields play great two games in a row. I don't give a fuck who it's against. Um, you take these eight touchdowns, you take the way he's playing. And you better hope in the next 10 games he can do it again. You know, again, the Vikings, not a good defense right now. So this could be your chance to make something, make a good game plan again and be really special again. Because I think, I think it's, it's sad how many people. If if they're two and four at 310 p.m. next Sunday, you're going to call me on your phone and we're going to do a remote. We'll do remote. Sure. Um. I, I think it's really sad that how quick everybody turned on him after that Packers game. Fields? Yeah. I think it's really fucking sad. And everybody's gone. Tyson Bajan, Caleb Williams, yada, yada. Look, and who knows? And you sent me that reel where uh, I forget who was talking about it, but he's the third quarterback in a row that came in during a flux period. 
Who, Justin Fields? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was right before Trubisky? Well, it's Cutler. Oh, well, he doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's start with Trubisky then. He was picked. He's and picked he started off Ryan with Fox. Pace. Yeah, Ryan Pace with John Fox. Fox got fired. He Fox had to deal with fired. fucking, uh, what's his face? Nagy. Justin Fields comes in after Trubisky's gone. He has to deal with Nagy for a season yes. and a half. Nagy gets fired. Now he's dealing with Eberflus. It's, it's hard to find a consistency with this. Right. So, and then even before I thought that, that was an interesting point. And then even before that, Rex Grossman was drafted under Dick Jaron, Lovey Smith, and Harrison. I believe Kay McNown was drafted. I don't know if Dick was the coach yet. No, he was. Yeah, no, so that doesn't count. Um, you have to go, somebody made the point, you have to go all the way back to Eric Kramer because technically Dave Watson was also the GM and the head coach at the same time when he was with the Bears. So that's how they set it up, was that Dave Watson wanted Eric Kramer to be the be the uh, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So it was all in line. It was all, like you said, but there's no, like, layover. There's no, oh, you have to, I've already drafted the quarterback for you, so. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh. I just don't like, and I mean, look at the position you put yourself in. If let's say they keep the GM, you fire head coach and you go, you got to work with Justin Fields again. It's going to be really hard to convince a new coach that he has to stick with a guy again. You know, and I'm, right. that, I'm not, this isn't me advocating to keep Matt Eberflus. It's not. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot that's going to hinge on his success again this season. And I and think absolutely a lot would have to go right to keep Matt Aberflus. He'd, he'd have to really show that he's in this for the long haul. Ton. And I just, I don't know if he's It still. starts with a win next week. But today, and savor it, Bears fans. Yeah, savor definitely it, savor it. Second enjoy it. your weekend. Have an extra beer. You know, really enjoy it. Maybe go out for a walk on and Sunday. You don't have to watch football Sunday unless you, you don't. want to. You don't. You, no. you can check in on the scores at your leisure. Yep. That's a luxury we are not oft afforded as Bears fans. Nope. So. Nope. So, kick back, relax, have a good time, and uh, hey, Bears win. It's pretty nice. I we haven't said that in a long time. Right, we're coming up on a victory Friday. Yes, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm only gonna have to work a short 14 hours before I get to come home with a my scant, month of combat. A scant 14 hours. Just a quick 14 at the old steel mill. <laughs> yeah, I've got work tomorrow too, and then I got to work on Saturday. I've got a fest to work. So. Ugh. Yeah, whatever. It's easy enough. Scamps like us, y'all. Right. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Damn straight. All right. Till next time. Bear down. Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. What am I doing? I didn't set it up. <laughs> Fucking. That was the Nico and Chris Bears Post Game Rev Up Podcast Show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. Uh, that was Chris, who was properly waiting for me to actually set him up. And he's probably like, what is he doing? Um, follow the show. At it's Bears late Cast. and we're tired. Yeah, it's late. And the Bears get, and the Bears won, so there's a little bit of yeah. jubilation right now, um, in our minds. Ecstatic relief. Yeah. Follow us anywhere at NNC Bears Cast. I haven't updated Blue Sky in like three weeks. Um, <laughs> nobody goes on that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they really don't. Um, uh, listen to I us. Feel like, tell your friends. You know. Yes. Y'all's on the social medias. Retweet this. Uh, put it in your Instagram stories. Andrew and Brian. Yeah. Listen to us on any podcast. Uh, player, just search for Nico and Chris, and we're pretty much one of the first ones that show up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so as, as soon as the C pops up on Chris, it's there. It's right there. We're like, I think we we are the top search. So that's great. 
So it we are the fun. number one Nico and Chris hosted <laughs> podcast in the world. <laughs> He's great. No one else has ever listened to a show named Nico and Chris before this one or after. The top dogs. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so, on that note, bear down. Nico, bear down. Cool. They fucking won. They won. Holy shit. 